We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
Oh. 
We hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. see a 
miracle of love that took me in its sweet embrace and made me what I am today just a sinner saved by grace I'm just a
earth, for the beauty of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies. Christ our God, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For the joy of human love, brother, sister, parent, child, friends on earth and friends above, for all gentle thoughts and mild, Christ our God, to Thee we, we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For Thy church that evermore lifteth holy hands above, offering upon every shore its pure sacrifice of love. Christ our God, to Thee we, we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For Thyself, best gift divine, to our race so freely give, for that great, great love of Thine, peace on earth and joy in heaven. Christ our God, to Thee we, we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Amen. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone, but He is there, no doubt. When the storm around you rages, and you're tossed to and fro, when you're faced with life's decisions, and not sure which way to go, Stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there's never been a moment when his arms were reaching out you can rest assured and be secure god is moving right now stand still and let god move standing still
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Wonderful, wonderful world. 
you're listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands, my name is written on his heart, I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. No tongue can bid me thence depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there. Who made an end to all my sin? Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on Him and pardon me. To look on him and pardon me. Behold him there, the risen lamb, my perfect spotless righteousness, the great unchangeable I am. The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high With Christ my Savior and my God with Christ my Savior and my God One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high with Christ my Savior and my God With Christ my Savior and my God So lost, so blind, I could not find my way So broken 
my broken heart and with his blood gave a brand new start. Oh, what a change in my life, all because of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Set on the 
city so bright will be wafted neath heaven's fair dome how the ransomed will raise happy songs in his praise when all of God's singers get home when all of God's singers get home whenever a sorrow will heartache will come there'll be no place like heaven my home when all of God's singers get home as we sing here on earth songs of sadness or mirth is a foretaste of rapture to come but our joy can't compare with the glory up there when all of God's singers get home when all of God's singers get home Whenever a sorrow will heartache will come, there'll be no, there'll be no place like heaven, my home, when all of God's singers get home. Having overcome sin, hallelujah, amen, we'll be heard in that land or the foam. Every heart will be light and each face will be bright when all of God's singers get singers get home. When all of God's singers get singers get home. Whenever a sorrow will heartache will come, there'll be no, there'll be no place like heaven, my home. When all of God's singers get singers get home. Jesus, my Lord, suffered for me, carried the cross all the way, my sins to atone. Then they nailed him to a cross, great was the pain and the loss, he suffered it He loved me Because he loved me My Savior died On the cross was crucified No greater love by mortal man Has ever been known Oh, praise his dear name me so now I am his he's mine I know he suffered it all because he loved me
placed him in a lowly grave. Surely they thought that they had seen the last of this man. But on that third and glorious day, God came and rolled the stone away. He rose from the dead because he loved me. Because he loved me, my Savior died. On the cross was crucified. No greater love by mortal man has ever been known. Oh, praise his dear name, he loves me so. Now I am his, he's mine, I know. He suffered it all. He suffered it all. He suffered it all. Because he loved me. Join us again next time on Songs of Praise. Brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 30, Choice and Preparation of the Home. An expensive dwelling... Elaborate furnishings, display, luxury and ease do not furnish the conditions essential to the happy, useful life. Jesus came to this earth to accomplish the greatest work ever accomplished among men. He came as God's ambassador to show us how to live so as to secure life's best results. What were the conditions chosen by the Infinite Father for His Son? a secluded home in the Galilean hills, a household sustained by honest, self-respecting labour, a life of simplicity, daily conflict with difficulty and hardship, self-sacrifice, economy and patient, gladsome service. The hour of study at his mother's side, with the open scroll of scripture, the quiet of dawn or twilight in the green valley, the holy ministries of nature, the studies of creation and providence, 
and the soul's communion with God. These were the conditions and opportunities of the early life of Jesus. So with the great majority of the best and noblest men of all ages. Read the history of Abraham, Jacob and Joseph of Moses, David and Elisha. Study the lives of men and later times who have most worthily filled positions of trust and responsibility the men whose influence has been most effective for the world's uplifting. How many of these were reared in country homes? They knew little of luxury. They did not spend their youth in amusement. Many were forced to struggle with poverty and hardship. They learned to work early in their life, and their active life in the open air gave vigour and elasticity to all their faculties. Forced to depend upon their own resources, they learned to combat difficulties and to surmount obstacles and they gained courage and perseverance. They learned the lessons of self-reliance and self-control. Sheltered in a great degree from evil associations, they were satisfied with natural pleasures and wholesome companionship. They were simple in their tastes and temperate in their habits. They were governed by principle, and they grew up pure and strong and true. When called to their life work, they brought to it physical and mental power, buoyancy of spirit, ability to plan and execute, and steadfastness in resisting evil that made them a positive power for good in the world. Better than any other inheritance of wealth you can give to your children will be the gift of a healthy body, a sound mind, and a noble character. Those who understand what constitutes life's true success will be wise betimes. They will keep in view life's best things in their choice of a home. Instead of dwelling where only the works of men can be seen, where the sights and sounds frequently suggests thoughts of evil, where turmoil and confusion bring weariness and disquietude, go where you can look upon the works of God. Find rest of spirit in the beauty and quietude and peace of nature. Let the eye rest on the green fields, the groves and the hills. Look up to the blue sky, unobscured by the city's dust and smoke, and breathe the invigorating air of heaven. Go where, apart from the distractions and dissipations of city life, you can give your children your companionship, where you can teach them to learn of God through his works and train them for lives of integrity and usefulness. Subheading, Simplicity in Furnishing. Our artificial habits deprive us of many blessings and much enjoyment, and unfit us for living the most useful lives. Elaborate and expensive furnishings are a waste not only of money, but of that which is a thousandfold more precious. They bring into the home a heavy burden of care and labour and perplexity. What are the conditions in many homes? even where resources are limited and the work of the household rests chiefly on the mother. 
The best rooms are furnished in a style beyond the means of the occupants and unsuited to their convenience and enjoyment. There are expensive carpets, elaborately carved and daintily upholstered furniture, and delicate drapery, tables, mantles, and every other available space are crowded with ornaments and the walls are covered with pictures until the sight becomes wearying. And what an amount of work is required to keep all these in order and free from dust. This work and the other artificial habits of the family in its conformity to fashion demand of the housewife unending toil. In many a home, the wife and mother has no time to read to keep herself well informed, no time to be a companion to her husband, no time to keep in touch with the developing minds of her children. There is no time or place for the precious saviour to be a close, dear companion. Little by little, she sinks into a mere household drudge. Her strength and time and interest absorbed in the things that perish with the using. Too late, she awakes to find herself almost a stranger in her own home. The precious opportunities once hers to influence her dear ones for the higher life, unimproved, have passed away forever. Let the homemakers resolve to live on a wiser plan. Let it be your first aim to make a pleasant home. Be sure to provide the facilities that will lighten labour and promote health and comfort. Plan for the entertainment of the guests whom Christ has bidden us welcome, and of whom he says, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Matthew 25, 40. So furnish your home with things plain and simple, things that will bear handling and that can be easily kept clean and that can be replaced without great expense. By exercising taste, you can make a very simple home attractive and inviting, if love and contentment are there. Subheading, beautiful surroundings. God loves the beautiful. He has clothed the earth and the heavens with beauty. And with a father's joy, he watches the delight of his children in the things that he has made. He desires us to surround our homes with the beauty of natural things. Nearly all dwellers in the country, however poor, could have about their homes some grassy lawn, a few shade trees, flowering shrubbery or fragrant blossoms, and far more than any artificial adorning will they minister to the happiness of the household. They will bring into the home life a softening, refining influence, strengthening the love of nature and drawing the members of the household nearer to one another and nearer to God. End of chapter 30. Chapter 31. The Mother. What the parents are, that to a great extent the children will be. The physical conditions of the parents, 
their dispositions and appetites, their mental and moral tendencies, are to a greater or less degree reproduced in their children. The nobler the aims, the higher the mental and spiritual endowments, and the better developed the physical powers of the parents, the better will be the life equipment they give their children. In cultivating that which is best in themselves, parents are exerting an influence to mould society and to uplift future generations. Fathers and mothers need to understand their responsibility. The world is full of snares for the feet of the young. Multitudes are attracted by a life of selfish and sensual pleasure. They cannot discern the hidden dangers of the fearful ending of the path that seems to them the way of happiness. Through the indulgence of appetite and passion, their energies are wasted and millions are ruined for this world and for the world to come. Parents should remember that their children must encounter these temptations, even before the birth of the child. The preparation should begin that will enable it to fight successfully the battle against evil. Especially does responsibility rest upon the mother, she by whose lifeblood the child is nourished and its physical frame built up, imparts to it also mental and spiritual influences that tend to the shaping of mind and character. It was Jochebed, the Hebrew mother, who strong in faith was not afraid of the king's commandment Hebrews 11:23 of whom was born Moses the deliverer of Israel it was Hannah the woman of prayer and self-sacrifice and heavenly inspiration who gave birth to Samuel the heaven instructed child the incorruptible judge the founder of Israel's sacred schools it was Elizabeth, the kinswoman, and kindred spirit of Mary of Nazareth, who was the mother of the Saviour's herald. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. tip lady who loves to give tips to make life more simple. I've got a question for you. Did you have an encourager in your life when you were growing up? I remember one or two when I was. I was 18 and planning to leave college and marry my boyfriend, who's now been my husband for a long time. One minister who I barely knew said to me, don't you get married until you learn to type fast. Well now, that was unusual wisdom directed at me, and I suspect he thought that that would keep me single for quite a while longer. However, since no one else gave me advice, I figured it might be a good idea to do what he said. So off I went and enrolled in a class for its last six weeks of the term. Everyone else was way ahead of me, but I stuck at it relentlessly for those few weeks and developed a faster speed than most in the class who'd been at it since they started and who didn't have my motivation. 
I did what he said. I learned to type fast, fast. So mission accomplished, off we went and got married. <laughs> and I could never count the number of times I've blessed that man since then. He'll never know on this planet how much he blessed me. Because sure enough, dear husband went back to study one day and what a help it was to him that I could type flat out and help him get his assignments in on time. It's a skill of inestimable value, especially these days with computers everywhere. I've often wished for others who have been down the road longer to have given me advice, but that type of person seems to be rare. However, our son has been so fortunate to have encountered those kind of people who have stepped in and influenced his life in huge ways. One day recently I looked up in the sky and I saw a little black speck and I could hear the hum of a small plane flying above. My phone rang. It was our Mr 22 flying over our clearing in the bush. Have you ever felt small and insignificant? His flying machine looked that way, but we must have too as we peered up while he wagged his wings at us as he looked down. He saw us, but the sun was so dazzling we could hardly see him, and I could only yell into the phone, Hey, get off that phone! Concentrate! Or you might join us down here on the ground faster than you'd ever think. If you had gazed up that day at a tiny plane zooming by, how would you have ever known that in that speck way up there, there was a young man bursting with potential and possibilities. There are so many young fellows who look tiny and insignificant now, but are also full of fantastic potential, if encouraged. So my first tip today is, look for that speck and help them fly through life successfully too. Our Mr 22 has had so many encouragers, pilots, ministers, friends, grandparents, teachers. He's been so fortunate. My next tip today is keep doing it. Keep encouraging. Just like the minister who challenged and encouraged me, you'll find for sure that while you bless them in an ongoing way, you'll have someone blessing you forever too. So find someone to encourage and keep doing it. You can be an encourager for life. That's it from the two-tip lady today who loves to make life more successful and simple. 